What's going on? It's the Vinny Rock Podcast. I'm here with my boy Banks. Why'd you have to say like real hard, like podcast? Back. You know, I say it different every time. I don't fucking know. I, I actually hate starting. You know what I mean? It's like, let me get into this motherfucker already. We need to get like an intro made for you. We have that intro, the, the, the Vinny Rock, but, uh-huh. but I've been actually trying to change it. I have another buddy. I'm, I'm asking him to work on it, so he's just doing it on his spare time. But you should make one. You want to make one? Let Shit. me know. Make yeah. it. I'll do it up. I forget about that. Tell you... me what you like. Tell me what you want. I can even put the sponsors in it and stuff, so you don't have to remember them every week. Oh, bro, we're gonna have to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's going on? Hey, so, so before we even get into this, we got some stuff we want to talk about. I, I brought my boy Banks in, obviously, because he always holds a, an incredible conversation, and uh, there's some topics I think that he would really understand so we're, we're gonna let this podcast run probably cut into two different ones um and so we'll, we'll begin here but uh core medical group i i dude i talk about this every podcast and slowly i get another guy and then another guy and another guy will come to me and be like all right i finally listened to you dude i went to go get core medical group and my life has changed i'm like yeah dude i'm fucking telling you man <laughs> if you're in military if you're law enforcement if you're just a dude over 20 fucking seven I recommend you go get your blood work done. Getting your blood work done, you'll actually get to see uh, your levels. And for some reason, a lot of us have very, very low testosterone. I don't know if it's in the water, if it's in the cheeseburgers, if it's in society, whatever the fuck it is. But um, almost everyone around us who stops thinking it's taboo will go get their blood work done, and you'll start to identify a lot of these guys are on low T. I mean, or have low T. You've heard the same thing, right? I actually have, uh, have low T. No shit. Yeah, man. So yep. what are you thinking? A couple, couple years ago, I uh, was just doing a thing with the radio station, and they were like, hey, do you want to do this? And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll go get a blood test done. Turns out, low T. Which is, the, that's the thing, man. And you Didn't know, even know. Had no idea. When you have low T, it actually affects a lot more than you understand. Um, emotionally, mentally, physically, it's like it hits every angle of your body. And so when you actually regulate your hormones, you will see the whole different side of you that you'd be happy with, your wife will be happy with, your kids will be happy with. It's just a better version of us. Right. It's not just about getting boners, guys. Yeah, it's not a, yeah, like, yeah. I know a lot of times people associate the testosterone levels with yeah. with your performance, but it's not about erectile dysfunction. No. Your emotional levels, your ability to process yes. things yes. without getting over emotion. You're like they always say men get grumpier as they get older. No. It's because their testosterone levels are dropping. Yes. And your ability to to process those things emotionally. I think people um, have your energy levels big completely time. different. Your metabolism completely changes. Well, it's funny because people think like, man, is there such thing as like a, that that roid rage? I'm like, bro, this isn't roids. This yeah. isn't an anabolic steroid. This is just testosterone. Your body's natural <laughs> testosterone levels. You're not doing TRT or whatever it is. It uh, is TRT. Is what not, we're doing. Not, uh, what, not, what is the anabolics? Yeah, anabolics. Yeah, we're not doing anabolics. That stuff was uh, that could hurt you. <laughs> Either way, you guys go check out Core Medical Group. Hit them up. You guys know where to find them. If you don't, hit me up. I'll send you directly to my man, um, Core Medical Group. Let them know Rocco sent you. Beyond Clothing. Oh, dude, I didn't even bring my jacket. You know, Beyond Clothing. I, they do the yeah. outdoor expeditionary the clothing. Hoodie. No, that's not. That's, oh, that's, that's freedom. That's freedom. That's, no, that's. <laughs> you got to walk I'm messing it up. See, you got me up at the ass crack of dawn. I know. It's your fault. We're here before the sun's up, by the way, yeah, doing we are. this. Yeah, we, on we, a Saturday. 
Because <laughs> we got things to You're do. Lucky, I love you, bro. <laughs> not many people I get up at six o'clock on a Saturday for you. What? Beyond clothing. Beyond clothing. They're the outdoor expeditionary clothing. They do like layered system for like cold weather. Not even that. Just like outdoors, right? You've seen them. We had because we had it in here when we did the um, global warming podcast. Yes. We talked about that. Yeah. We talked about your buddy. We, you had the jacket in the in the system. Here. I've been I've been trying to get them to come out because it's winter. I want to do some cool photos in the winter. Yeah, man. It'd be real cool. But you guys go check out beyondclothing.com. again. Every all my podcast sponsors, you just use the Rocco code and you'll get some kind of a discount if you're interested in even checking it out. Willie Peach Chocolate. I sold out all of my hot sauce. The uh, the the smoked. Um, damn it, I can't even think of the name. That's how early it is, man. I'm so yeah. fucking. But Willie Peach Chocolate, go check him out. It's a veteran who makes chocolate out of his own household. They all have different Scoville units. Some are mild as all hell. Some will burn your fucking tongue off. And then you can all. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can get a pop smoke hot sauce. That's something that me and him designed off the flavor of it. It's a very smoky, mild, a little bit more than mild hot sauce. I had about 30 bottles here the other day when we did Heroes Tacos. They all fucking sold. So I trust me, guys. You'll love it. Go check it out. Let them know Rocco sent you. GMR Gold, the bullion box. Have you even checked it out again yet? You talked about some, some, some you used to collect some, some coins and shit, right? So, you know, I have like the, the coin that I wear around That's my neck. what it is, yeah. It's the one thing. And I keep looking. I see all this. If you want to learn about it, like I haven't signed up for anything and he doesn't pay me shit. Um, just as a fan, yeah. the things you learn just watching him on Instagram. Oh, he knows so much. It's crazy. Yeah, Charlie's like, cool. Like, you just think, oh, it's just collecting gold and silver. Like, but the difference in the, the ounces, the values, yeah. all the different things that he knows, the collectability of some of the coins that they've got in it, it's unbelievable. That's, that's, that's a great point, actually. You know, you guys don't have to go out there and buy a bullion box, a monthly subscription box. You don't have to even get anything to do with GMR Gold, but you go follow them on Instagram. Charlie is out there giving a lot of information on gold and silver and precious metals, not a lot of really cool collectible coins. If you're just interested in you just think, you know what, let me look more into it, follow that page, go check it out. He'll give you all the information you need. And if you decide to go around and get a bullion box, use the, uh, the Rocco promo code and get a discount on that shit. Brum, brum. Ranger Up is my next sponsorship. You know a little bit about Ranger Up? I tell you, they're one of the like big military t-shirt yeah, they're companies. one of the big brands. That's one of my the veteran brands. Yeah, and they actually started making like a lot of wrestling and, and jiu-jitsu stuff, which have always been in the jiu-jitsu wrestling space. But now they're making these shirts. They're pretty cool. This weekend we went. We had a wrestling tournament with Star. Back in it, back on the mat again, bro. Back on the mat again. We'll talk about that for sure because that's going to be a part of this the whole conversation of 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 coaching your own kids. Um, but Ranger Up, go check them out. They have nice shirts. They have incredible different selections of shirts. They have fucking sunglasses. They have all kinds of stuff. I actually can't find my sunglasses right now because I went and took some photos from them and freaking, I don't know, my, boy, my man uh, Vin, Vince Rockwell has them t- for some photos. But check out Ranger Up. Use the promo code Rocco. Get yourself some percentages off that shit. Last but not least, Aircraft Maintainer. This is a cool one. Aircraft Maintainer because... Um, it's a buddy of mine who started a company, um, and you were able to get certified in these aircraft maintenance positions for free. The military will actually cover it, so that when you get out of the military, 
you'll get paid more. You'll get paid like $5 more than the average person because you'll have these certifications that you don't get in the military, but that you need. It's kind of the crossover certification you need to be to be getting paid at a fair rate in the civilian world. And so there's an FCC GROL, which is the General Radios Operator's License. You can get certified for that. Uh, there's a basic. It's a three a three-day weekend intense course that preps you for, for preps you and certifies you. So these are these are certifications that, like I said, you guys deserve. You can go and get for free. The military will pay for it, and you'll get out of the military and, and be more prepared. And this is the other topic I want to talk about is why should you and when should you and maybe is it okay to get out of the military, right? So we'll talk about that later, but also you can get your uh, AMP, your airframe power plant. You can get your certifications. Go check it out. If you guys know what I'm talking about, it's obviously in your MOS, in your job classification in the military, from Air Force to Army to, to Marines to, to even the Coast Guard. If you guys understand the concept of an aircraft maintainer and looking to get certified, go hit up aircraftmaintainer.com and let them know that Rocco sent you. Boom. You want to do one more? You got time? We can go one more. Let's go real quick. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Active shooter. Okay. Yo, so we're going to talk about this. This won't be a long one, I don't think. But, I mean, shit, we'll just see where the conversation rolls, dude. Um, so the other day there was an active shooter uh, in California, in Saugus, which is legitimately just a couple blocks from my sister's house. It is one block from where my nephew um, goes to daycare. And coincidentally, it's a high school that you went to. So before I, my freshman year of high school, I went to Saugus High School, and uh, I know that campus very well. I know that place. If you've ever seen the Christian Slater movie, Pump Up the Volume, yes, it was filmed at that high school. It's great, great movie. It's a great, it's awesome movie. Great. If you haven't ever seen it, go see Christian Slater's Pump Up the Volume. Yeah. Right? Um, but it, this is the first time there's been. Uh, a shooting incident like this yeah. that I had a direct emotional attachment to. So many of my good friends graduated from that high school. Obviously, like my freshman year of high school was spent on that campus. Yeah. You know, my first high school girlfriend, you know, the dances, the yeah. the the making the sports teams, all of those things were were emotionally related to that place. I mean, yeah. the the quad where the the shooting happened, where we ate lunch every day. Yeah. You know, like I I can I can see it right now, every square inch of that entire place. Like I, I know it in my mind to this day, 20 plus years later. Crazy man. And, you know, and you know, I called my sister right away and she was just, you know, my sister doesn't handle those things too well. You know, she hasn't been around that world as much as I have. Right. And she, she hasn't been a firefighter like my dad and my brother. And, and so we, we we tend to know how weird the world can get. You know what I mean? And uh -huh. my sister kind of has always been like a teacher or a speech pathologist. And and so I guess that stuff scares her a lot more. And I and understandably, you know, and we have- guess, guess what? Even those people that have been through it, scares everybody. It scares everyone. It's a scary thing. This, Even when you've been through it, yeah. it's a scary thing. You know, and it always sucks to watch how social media kind of takes charge of it and mainstream media tries to take it and, and spin it into some kind of political argument. Um, you know, there's some facts that that- we have to accept. And the, the biggest fact is that these are completely out of our control. Like, out of our control. Like, I can't control it. You can't control it. Gun control can't control this. Like, nothing can control this from happening to our schools. There was an author named, um, let's see, uh, Dave Grossman. He actually wrote a book about 
we have to protect our kids, right? And it's kind of crazy because some people agree with Dave Grossman's beliefs. He's also the one who wrote On Combat and On Killing. Um, pretty interesting reads. But there's another book he wrote about the schools and our kids, and we should be heavily guarding our precious cargo. And I fucking 100% agree with that shit. Why don't we, why don't we guard our kids with the same fever that we guard our courthouses and our judges? Right. And our criminals. And our banks. You know, those are all armed. The yeah. diamond store down the street is I, armed. I know. You know, and yet... Our most precious cargo in our, in our lives are not, are not protected. We put signs up on fences. It's crazy, bro. That's how we protect our kids. We put signs up on fences. And it's sad that it's gone to this, right? That, that this is even an issue. And there, there's, you know, when I always explain things like this is so many different levels of things that need to be addressed right. for us to protect our kids you know what I mean? But the one reality is like we can, we have to prepare for the worst and hope for the fucking best. And, and sad as it might be, like that's hard to hear. It's the fucking truth. Here's the thing. Like when it comes to, when we talk about the gun control crowd, yeah. like people think of like the, the, the anti, anti-gunners or whatever you want to call them yeah. as the enemy. They're not. Guess what? They are doing it with the purest and best of intentions. Yeah. Most of them. Yeah are doing it because they genuinely want to see the world a better and safer place. Yeah. I can't knock anyone for wanting to, to feel that way. Yeah, and I get like, it, right? Like, I understand it, and I appreciate and respect that point of view. I obviously feverishly disagree with it, Yeah, you know, because no one else is responsible for the safety and protection of my family but me. That's the craziest thing. So, like, when you start going to the gun argument and people are like, you know, this has to stop. We have to have gun control. It always confuses me because I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Like for me, it's like, it doesn't make sense because I know maybe it's because I'm experienced in the world of that, that all the bad guys have guns. Bad people have guns. They will always have guns. They will always have guns. And, and with today's modern technology, you can make guns on a 3d printer. You don't even need that. All you need is $8 and some pipe with a 10-penny nail from Home Depot, and yeah. you can make a pull shotgun. That's, that's, what, that's, that's all you need. That's the crazy thing. People don't understand, like, oh, my God. So, so it's just tough to hear, right? And so, like, the conversation with my, my sister, really, she's like, well, what do I do to be prepared? Or what do I need to do? I was like, there's a lot. There's a lot, that, there's a lot of things that can be prepared, right? She's like, do I talk to my son about this? I'm like, I don't know. He's a little young for this, but you can have a conversation on what he should do in the event some have like- How old is he? Six. So I had, I've had to have that conversation with my 10-year-old because they do active shooter drills at school yeah. now. Yeah. You know, and what do you do? Right. You know, but I'm also that dad that, you know, I've got a level of 3A soft plate armor in his backpack. Right. That just slides in there. Right. You know? That's what I told her. I said, I, I told her the same thing, bro. I said, I said, I said, look, there's, and I'm going to tell all of you who are listening right now. I don't even, I don't know who this company is, um, anything, but I've Googled it for her because she wanted to, she wanted to protect her family a little bit better. Wasn't sure what to do. And there's a company called toughypacks.com. I looked through their stuff. So they have backpacks that are bulletproof up to a certain degree. And they also have, um, just in, uh, just the insert, just an insert. Yeah. And so, and the inserts are like a hundred bucks. Yeah. And so it's something that I mean, look, if it's a concern to you, parents go out there and research it. There's some, there's some backpacks that look more kiddish, 
right? Uh-huh. So, so your kid doesn't look like a fucking military fucking army ranger rock walking around <laughs> <laughs> Molly all yeah. over his bag. Yeah. And, you know, got the, you know. The, yeah. Like you can put morale patches on the kid's backpack <laughs> and send him off to school. Yeah. Look, it's it sucks though. It does. Like here's the thing that I think a lot of the, the anti-gun people don't get is gun people hate that it's this way too. Yes. We, I hate that we live in a world where I have to talk about protecting my son. Yeah, I know. I hate that I live in a world where these things happen all the time. I think we can all agree murder is bad. Terrible. Regardless of what side of the political spectrum that we're on, killing people for any reason is a bad thing. Yeah. So how do you stop somebody that's predetermined to commit murder? Well, to, in the, to the kids. Look how, at, how do you? Yeah. You can't. Yeah. You, you, there's nothing you can do other than in the, in the re- I get the idea. You think, take away the guns, bad things will stop happening. I get the idea of that. But the reality is when I'm sitting in my house yeah. and a bad guy kicks in the front door because I live in a nice neighborhood and he thinks there's something in my house that he can make money on, yeah. who's going to stop him? Who's is the- it going to be the cops that take an average of 12 to 18 minutes to respond? Yeah, no. You know what's going to happen in 12 to 18 minutes? I'm going to be dead. Yeah. I'm going to be dead. And my family, who knows? Who knows? Because I've had to confront somebody coming into my house. Now, I'm not willing to make that sacrifice, so I am prepared to protect and defend me and those around me and those that I love in any situation I go into. Yeah. And if everyone, and this is the scary thing, is if everyone took the lengths to protect themselves with the ability to use lethal force. Yeah. People would think twice about committing those crimes. Now, in it, it's scary. Having guns everywhere is scary. Yeah. The scariest thing for someone like me who's trained with guns is knowing that someone out there who has a gun is not trained with a gun. It's, <laughs> it's frightening. And I, I tell people this all the time. It should be frightening. Yes. Having a gun on you should scare the shit out of you. Yeah. If it doesn't, then you've got the wrong attitude about carrying. Yeah, the it's, potential to have to use that gun in self-defense should be frightening to you. It's because yeah. it can take a life, it's yours a, or someone you love, if it's misused. That power and that responsibility is nothing to take casually. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You know? So that's what I was trying to tell her. Like, look, you know, we can't. It's it's this interesting level of a lot of the shooting kids. You know, a lot of those kids have. You know, a lot of seclusion, you know, loner, loner kind of lifestyles. The, the bullying uh, aspect. Bullying aspect, you know, and so. De- a lot, lot of them, them a lot of us can say the, the, the drugs that yeah, they're on depression. because of the anxiety and the social yeah. issues. So it's just it's so many different things, right? Like we have to pay attention, us as parents have to pay, pay attention to our kids. Mm-hmm. We can't over, over medicate. I'm not, I'm, I'm a, personally, I'm a, per, I'm a parent that doesn't believe in like the, the anxiety meds and the antidepressant meds, but. I say that I don't, I've never had a kid that had that issue. So whatever the case is, why people use it is, is on them. But for me, I mean, you start seeing these patterns of these kids and they have all these little issues and then they go to school. Like that's hard to defend. Like on a tactical standpoint, it is really hard to defend that because um, it's the person who is envir- in the environment already is accepted into the environment, right? It's almost like- It's not an external threat. Right, it's not. It's internal. The guy shows up to school every day already. He's in his own no more patterns. He shows up to school at this time. He brings a gun and he engages on maybe someone who's either bullied him or the easiest targets, right? Soft targets, whatever uh-huh. it is. And so, it's, and, and so, and on that aspect, when you think of it, 
Even a person with a gun at that moment wouldn't be able to stop it immediately, but within minutes can can actually detain it. At least you can you can. You're not going to stop the violence from happening because they're the one. You never know when it's going to happen, yeah. and they're going to initiate that violence. I mean, so you, can, you if, can't stop that initial attack. Yeah, you, with, there's nothing we can do with a knife, with a gun, with with fucking a chain, with an axe. It doesn't in matter. the case in the case of the Boston Marathon with a fucking pressure cooker full pressure of nails. Cooker, exactly. Like there's things that people are going to do. Yeah. Now the argument always is, well, guns obviously make it easier. Guns were only designed to do one thing, and that's kill. That's that's correct. Yeah. That is the only reason it was they were made, but to protect. It it's also a tool that is it's a tool that is used with the intent of its handler. Yeah. Now you can use that tool to kill indiscriminately, absolutely. But I can use that tool to protect with equal and and just as passionate a force and use it's a tool for good yeah. as much as it's a tool for evil. And it's been vilified and demonized obviously in in modern politics and and media, but it's it's the great parody. I mean, God, you know, God created all men, and Sam Colt made them equal. <laughs> you know, it's it's the single greatest marketing tagline in the history of the modern world. That was how they sold the Colt Peacemaker pistol. Yeah, God created all men. Sam Colt made them equal. <laughs> it's it's the reason we have guns is because. It like if we're gonna fight, yeah, you and I pretty evenly matched physically. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be a hell of a fight. Yeah. But if I decide that I wanna go out on the street and rob a hundred and ten pound woman of her purse and all the contents in it, yeah. Doesn't matter what that woman does. Yeah. She's gonna get run over. Now, if that woman sees me coming, identifies the threat and recognizes that she's in a position to protect herself yeah. and draws a weapon on me to deter me from committing an evil act, it's the great equalizer. Yeah. Now we've given her an opportunity to protect herself, her property, her life, and her liberty. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's for gun people, it's an easy and automatic thing. But how yeah. do you, how do you, when children are dying, take the emotion out of that conversation in an active shooter situation like this, kids are in the hospital for this. Yeah. Kids are dead because of this. Yeah. And, and how do you remove that emotion and still tell somebody who doesn't understand the responsibility of gun ownership yeah. that you can't take my gun away from me because kids are dying? It's tough, man. It's tough to, to try and explain that to someone. Like my, my sister who is never really a gun person is like, you know, I try to explain her like, look, it's tough, man, because, a, uh, you know, who stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. You know what I mean? And that's right. really how this kind of goes down or the, or the bad guy turns it on himself like most of these guys do. It, as happened I mean? at Saugus. Right. The kid turned yeah. the gun on himself. And which is just, you know, for me, having kids in school, obviously always terrified of this, but I also know that the school they go to is has some secure doors. But sometimes if the threat's internal, you know, so now, now the threat is only the fear of internal, you know, you, you got to teach your kids. I teach my kids, like, obviously not to bully, but also to protect the bully, uh-huh. right? To protect the bullied. Like, that's just how I've raised my kids my whole life. It's like, my da- and, and, you know, my daughters are really good with it. Like, oh, dad, I sat, there, was a, there was a girl that was um, sitting alone, so I went and sat with her. I'm like, good, what's up, what's up with her? I don't know, this and that. So I'm like, cool, well, befriend her. You know, bring her uh-huh. into the circle. Someone hasn't or someone bullied her, whatever the case is. But don't be afraid of just talking to those kids out there that, that, that are alone and, and they find themselves alone. Maybe you can have the answer for them to help them break out of that uncomfortable shell. 
stop bullying. If you see bullying, stop it. Like in like in my household, the way we are, like, look, if a bully punches a fr- a kid that you see, do me a favor and fuck that bully up. Right. Right. Like that's how I see it. Like it's not bullying, it's protecting the others. But if you're a Vargas, this is what we live by. I protect those who are weaker that can't protect themselves. And all my kids know that same motto. My daughters know it to a fucking T and they've actually experienced it themselves to go out there and protect someone who can't protect themselves. I don't give a fuck if they get kicked out of a school for fighting. If it was to defend their own self or someone who couldn't defend themselves, fuck, if that, for me, that's more kudos than we'll anything. We'll find you another school. Oh, fuck yeah, we'll find you another school. I had an incident with, uh, with my, my youngest, uh, Bean. Uh, he's six. Yeah. And he was on the playground and I happened to be doing something else and I was looking at my phone or something and I looked up just in time to see him take both fists and put them right in another kid's chest and knock that kid to the ground. Whoa. And I was like, did he really just... <laughs> And so I, kind I did, of a proud I did moment, the whole, but like, wait a minute, what I did, happened? Well, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And I was like, oi, get over here now. And he thought he was in trouble. And I was like, what happened? Why'd you push that kid? And he goes, that kid was being mean to me and the other girl that I was with. And I go, really? What was happening? He goes, he said we couldn't get on the slide, that the slide was his. And I told him, no, it's a park. And he was being mean to me and the other girl I was playing with. Yeah. He didn't know the other girl. They just started yeah, playing on just, the playground. Yeah. He's like, so when he said I couldn't go up on the slide and I tried to go up on the slide, he pushed me, so I pushed him back. And I was like, good job, go play. Yeah. Didn't do anything wrong. No. You know, like, but at six, he gets that. Yeah. Like, I've taught that to my kids as well, you know, but how do you, the thing is, in modern society, we are controlled by fear. Yeah. It's something that the media has built up. It's something that the politicians have built up. Yeah. It's something that we we see through social media. We are afraid of not measuring up. We yeah. are afraid of the things we can't control. We are afraid of not being accepted. You know, there's all these different things that are, are fearful. Yeah. And that, that's the manipulator for control. Mm-hmm. And so people are using that fear, especially in these active shooter situations, to, to continue to use that agenda of fear against us yeah. to divide us, whether, whether it's to actually control guns and take them out of the hands of, of law abiding citizens or yeah. whether it's just to continue to divide us as a people, yep. you know, because, because whether you have a gun or not, if push comes to shove and we find ourselves in a situation, I'm protecting whoever's behind me. Everyone. Every, do, I don't, if I don't know you or not, well, yeah. I've had to have this conversation with my wife because, yeah. you know, we had that shooter situation here in the mall yes. here in Utah recently. That ended up being gang violence related yeah. and not like a shooter situation. And she goes, what would you do in that case? She goes, would you go find the shooter? And I'm like, no, babe. No. Training does not say yeah. go find the shooter and be real cowboy and, and, and chase him down. She goes, well, what do you do? And I was like, I create a secure space. If we're in a store, your job is to take you and everyone with you back behind a secure locked door, and it's my job to cover the entry point until the police arrive. Yeah. And guess what? The safest space in that place is behind me. Yeah. If somebody comes down the hall and engages me, then I will meet them with the necessary force. That's it. You know, but it's not it's not about me going, coming out, yeah, ha, pew, 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 <laughs> let's go. And like, I'm not going and clearing the mall. That's yeah. not my job. Yeah. That's the job of law enforcement. No, man. My job yeah. is to com- is to protect myself, those I love, and anyone around me that I see fit to protect in those situations. And I says, so if I ever say, go do this because I've heard something, just listen yep. and just know that that's the process. You know, I'm not, 
I'm not out to put my life on the line. No, for for you need no heroes. You know, I don't. I'm not. I'm not about that. But I will protect my wife and my family and those I love and anyone else who happens to be around me if it costs me my life and protect them behind a gun. Because whoever's on the yeah. other side of that, no matter what other logic, no matter what other reason, no matter what other purpose that they have, it has drawn us to a point where it's my life versus their life. And I will fight with my life to protect everything I love. Yeah, no, for sure. And there's, there's, there's no other what ifs that you can put into that. No. In that moment of conflict, whatever has brought us there, that's the only thing that matters. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's the only other option I have. It's crazy because we've now been in, in a life, uh, pretty much all our kids' whole lives who have dealt with, with um, active shooters. And so it's funny when you say it, like when like our, our kids are already trained by nature of hearing about, like my high school kids, they know if they hear a gunshot, they're running, uh-huh. they're running. You know what I mean? Before this wasn't an issue, right? Like my era, like if I heard a gunshot, we'd be like, oh, okay, drive right. by, what that, was that? Like yeah. you, hit, you hit the ground and you wait until somebody rolls by. Like yeah. I've had to teach my 10-year-old about finding concealment and cover yeah. and the difference between them. Yeah. You know? It's crazy that we, as we evolve in this, this world of the shooting space where I don't think it's ever going to change no matter what laws you put into place, um, we have also grown accustomed to teach and learn and, and, and know how to protect ourselves in that manner as well. And as sad as it may be, it's just the, it's part of our nature to be the, the survival, survival of the fittest. Mm-hmm. You know, our kids all know like it is, it's already fine-tuned in their head, whether they paid attention to it or not, there's a, possible, a possibility of an active shooter in our world and in schools, it happens quite a bit. They hear gunshot, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out, uh, which uh, is crazy to think, man. Something we've never had experiences our, ourselves as kids. I never had to shelter in place at school. Fuck no. Actually, so this, you know, this particular shooting happened at Saugus High School. When I was at Saugus High School, on that same quad where this incident happened, we had a full-blown race riot. Oh, shit. 1990, it was 1993 when I was there, a year post the LA riots. Racial tension was super high. And I remember coming to school that morning and I walked onto that quad and that quad has three tiers yeah. that, go, that go up towards the classrooms. And you walk into the school onto the main level of the quad and you're standing in front of the gym. And I walked in down that main throughway where 90% of the students enter school and there was groups of people standing all around. And I immediately recognized this ain't right and I took a different route to my class. And as I got up to the second tier, I turned and looked over my shoulder and I saw a girl walk through that crowd. And I thought, yeah, that's not good. And I got up to the third tier and I looked back over again and somebody threw something at another group and the Mexicans, the black kids, the white kids, the football players, all, everybody came like, they pepper sprayed the entire quad and brought in police dogs to end this. The, the, the strength and, and fitness coach and the, the football coaches were literally throwing kids out of this fight. You know, I mean, they had to come and clear this quad. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a riot at a high school. Yeah, crazy. Unheard of. That's, now we're yeah. talking about shootings at a high school. It's crazy. It's crazy where it's changed. You know, but what uh, these things, these threats, these incidents yeah. 
are never going to go away. Never. Does, it doesn't matter if it's a shooting or if it's a riot or there's going to be some kind of violence that we're going to have to address. And our kids are always going to be the target. This, it's going to be more and more now. People need to realize our kids will be the target because how much of an impact it has. It emotionally is the hardest thing we deal with. Mm -hmm. And so like in that mindset alone, you know, I ask you guys and just wrapping this up, you know, I ask you guys to, to when your kids are old enough to have the conversation, have the conversation. They need to understand the difference between concealment and, and, and covering concealment. That's like such an important thing that it's crazy you mentioned that because I'm like, yeah, that's brilliant. We think about it because we've gone through some kind of training that it's ingrained in who we are. Yeah. The di like I had to have this conversation with my family when the dude shot up the, the movie. Yeah. We go to movies like, what do you do? And she, my, my wife was like, oh, well, I just hide behind a chair. And I was like, you can't be seen, but that's not going to stop a bullet from penetrating. Yeah. That's concealment, not cover. Cover is where you are safe and protected yeah. from fire. Concealment is where you can't be seen. So first you find concealment, then you find cover, then you GTFO. Yep. Get it's the crazy, fuck man. out. You know, th that's, that should yeah. be your thought process. And think about it every time you go in somewhere. Well, we were just at a boxing match the other night. It was, it was a bunch of uh, Tongans, Samoans, New Zealand, New Zealand, everything. Uh -huh. I mean, bro, culture was strong in that motherfucker. Main event. You had this kid named Vargas, wasn't Hispanic, he was a white guy. All the families in the front row freaking talking shit to the other. Bro, it was about to pop off in this bitch. And if, uh, uh -huh. and, and if the, the heavyweight didn't win, I already, I'd say, Christy, I said, hey, mama, look it. This place is going to blow up if this motherfucker loses. That exit door is ours. You fucking stay behind me. I'm going to fucking bake. And she's pregnant, right? Uh -huh. So I'm thinking like, all right, I'm going to have to fucking bust through dudes and get us out of the mix because we're right next to the families that are arguing already. They brought cops in close. Yeah. I'm like, all right, fuck this shit. But that's how I think about everything. You dude. go in and you're like, you're like, all right, if I have to fight my way out of this, where's the nearest wall that I put my back to? Yeah, and bro. And you fight your way to the left or right for the nearest exit. Like, there's things that we go through to... To prepare ourselves yeah. to react to that. Now, hopefully, we never have to. We don't nah. even have to. I wish these things never happened. Nobody wants these things to happen. Yeah. Everybody is afraid of active shooters. Nobody wants that for society. Yeah. But there is no law, there is no legislation, there is no government that can stop these things from happening. We blame the guns because the guns keep us from addressing who we've become yes. as a people. As a society, I love it. this has become a coping me mechanism. It's easy for us to blame the guns because it's out there and it's a physical thing that we can we can attach all that guilt to. No. But no, it's us. It's, it's who we are as people. It's our lack of compassion. It's our lack of interest and our lack of love for other human beings that has brought us to this point. Somebody has yeah. to show that love. I think people need to start raising their kids better. They we need, need more, aware. more awareness, more love, more yeah. compassion, more appreciation we need for build, other people. We need to make sure these kids have resiliency or else the first heartbreak fucking ruins their lives what helps resiliency is sports you know things like that we need to address all these little issues that we have we need to watch out for over medicating our kids we have to pay attention to these kids we have to make sure that they're not bullying so why don't you train your kids to protect themselves as well yes. a lot of things there's layers to this right I think mm -hmm. we can really help but you know I think it's important to make sure your kids are prepared I think physically mentally knowing how to protect themselves there should not be bullying if your kid knows how to fight he will not be bullied jujitsu boxing wrestling all these things are very important to 
for an anti-bullying purpose reasons. Don't allow your kids to be the victim. Allow them to play sports in some aspect in the competitive nature to know how to lose and lose properly. Lose with success is what you said, Banks. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. Be there and be aware of your kids. Don't allow the computer and the, and the video games to raise your kids. Let them have social skills and know how to cope with other people and have good communication. Parents... Also, be prepared for the worst. Hope for the best. If you if you believe in guns, train with your guns. Don't just carry a gun. Train with a motherfucking gun. Know how to use it. Use it well. Allow your wife to understand how to use it and use it well as well. Your kids get old enough to handle guns. Make sure they know the rights, the wrongs, and everything else to that effect. If you're okay with that, that's on you. There's so many things I would say, but also look up online if you guys are interested. There's those. There's bulletproof sh- uh, um, plates you can put into them. There's these backpacks that are bulletproof. There's, I've, I've been to a show where a guy has a um, folder that's that's bulletproof. Like all these different things. If you guys are interested, they're out there. If you guys know a school or or want your school to be uh, assessed, there's the security assessments can be done by some some contracting companies out there. A personal one of mine is TNG, a buddy of mine, um, the North Group. Hit them up. They'll do personal assessments and making sure that your workplace or your schools are safe. There's a lot of things. If it does happen, you know what to do. Having a plan of action in place will save lives. Yes. Me and my kids have a plan. They already know where to go, who to call, where to go. They know distance makes it harder for someone to engage. Mm -hmm. Create distance, you know, covering concealment and fucking call dad. We're fucking on our way. Yeah. Cavalry's rolling. Yeah, we're in. (laughs) All right, y'all. Well, thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll talk soon. Banks, thanks for coming out, man. Appreciate you, brother. Anytime. All right. I did it.